some populations of students have done reasonably well during the pandemic, but others have really struggled. So we created some tools on our platform to help those families, both with acknowledgement of the challenges and links to resources where they could get more substantive help. Welcome to Startup Health Now, the podcast where we celebrate the entrepreneurs and innovators shaping the future of health. I'm Logan Plaster, and I'm in the virtual studio this week with my colleague, India Edwards, for our special monthly Health Moonshot series. Thanks for joining me, India. Thanks for having me, Logan. That's right. Once a month, we dedicate the podcast to one of our 12 Health Moonshots, highlighting founders who are shifting the landscape and changing the way we think about health challenges. This month, we are focused on the Children's Health Moonshot, which is to say the broad global goal of raising the quality of healthcare for all children everywhere. India, before we get into today's founders that we're going to talk about, I think it's worth saying that in our startup health analysis, we've seen a real lack of innovation and funding in children's health. This is not a trending topic like diabetes care or patient engagement. It's often at the bottom of the list in terms of market activity, which means that there is an incredible opportunity for growth and change. I think our two featured founders today are good pictures of that potential, but they are just barely scratching the surface of a massive global challenge. India, you interviewed Dr. Sandy Whitehouse from Ticket Health, a mental health startup based in Canada. Why don't you start by telling us about how this startup is thinking about children's health and the role of schools in the health ecosystem? Absolutely. So Dr. Whitehouse is the CEO, co-founder and chief medical officer at Ticket Health, which is a startup that's based in Vancouver and works with educational, clinical and youth service experts all around the world in order to capture personal information from individuals via digital empathetic surveys and assessments and other management tools for organizations to collect data. And they are collecting this data to address the rise of stress and bullying and substance use and other risky behaviors in youth. And by using what they call this digitally empathetic design, Ticket Health users can gain better trust from people and ultimately enable them to disclose tons of information with a lot more honesty. So uh, a little bit on Dr. Whitehouse. She is originally from Australia, but spent the first couple of decades working in Canada as a pediatrician at the BC Children's Hospital, where she was also the director of the Pediatric Emergency Department. Over those many years, she realized that children were missing out and disengaged from the healthcare system. And there was a lot of stigma and discomfort in sharing personal information. And according to Dr. Whitehouse, uh, it was putting them at serious risk. So she felt she had to help them. She took a big pivot, went and studied communications and ultimately created the Ticket Health platform. Now, before we get into the platform itself, she she dove deep into this challenge that she's addressing on our call and I wanted you to hear it from her. Our interest is in historically underserved populations and in giving them a voice and bringing them forward to help them but also to help organisations who care for and manage um, a broad array of people. And uh, for those organisations, those underserved and uh, um, hard-to-reach populations often bring added costs and inefficiencies. And so we wanted to help organisational performance and efficiency, um, as well as giving those populations a voice. 
So what's important here, Logan, is that their work is not limited to just kids. Amid the COVID-19 pandemic and the increase in mental health concerns and other related issues, Ticket Health has become more involved in the intersection of education and healthcare for all ages uh, within certain school-based health centers and schools themselves, just because of how important it is for these organizations to have this data. There's been a lot of to and fro about like the most serious issues around mental health, around suicide and whether Mm -hmm. suicide rates have gone up or down. But we do know, and it's very conclusive, that there have been huge increase in uh, young people with eating disorders. And we do know that there has been um, quite a change in sort of with social determinants of health with that disparity um, in different populations where some populations of students have done reasonably well during the pandemic, but others have really struggled. And both students and families, especially when there was sheltering in place, had had a lot of difficulties. Uh, One of the things we did during that time, because we had been doing screenings in schools, was that we changed, um, we created new tools. One of them was called Here to Help, which was for parents who were, had their kids at home. Um, They may or may not have been working, but the kids were supposed to be doing their schoolwork. And many of these families were struggling with all sorts of issues. So we created some tools on our platform to uh, help those uh, families, both with acknowledgement of the challenges, tips to um, help them get by, and links to resources where they could get more substantive help. Now, you've just heard the massive problem that Ticket has set out to address. And let's get into the platform itself. I I gave a brief overview earlier, but to sum it up again, Ticket Health is a web-based platform that uniquely captures personal information from individuals via digitally empathetic surveys and assessments. Dr. Whitehouse broke it all down for me on our call. Our platform has a number of components. So it is a web-based app that is um, really for organizations to help uh, engage their populations and to facilitate efficient um, care and management. So they determine how how the platform is used and how it reaches their populations. Um, And we have sort of a number of workflows for that. And so really at the front end, we have a very engaging um, interface and our surveys don't feel like surveys, they feel like a conversation. We have a lot of adaptability because we know one size doesn't fit all so that our um, tools, as we call them, are culturally respectful, um, adapted for different populations and different needs. We have uh, reduced barriers to access, for example, patient portals are often a barrier to access. So we've created other workflow options for that. So we collect information and we also provide, as I said, it feels like a conversation. So feedback, tips, resources, and the opportunity for telehealth right within that initial user interface. And then the data goes to our population care module. And, and that, that module is, uh, is secure and provides information on each individual patient, client, student, as well as uh, there's a whole analytics dashboard as well for management. 
And then we um, are currently integrated into some electronic medical records and other um, systems as well, so that there is that piece for sort of being fully integrated into a, a larger enterprise system. Now, just a final note here for an organization to effectively respond to the needs of its populations, it needs to know each individual's unique needs, which can be very challenging, particularly when the information necessary to support an individual may be sensitive or stigmatizing, as Dr. Whitehouse mentioned. These digitally empathetic tools that Ticket Health has created produce trust with these individuals and really enables them to be vulnerable and reveal what is wrong. And even further, using real-time reporting and person-centric resources in one single platform, Ticket not only holds the capacity to better capture this information, but also empowers organizations to identify and support each individual effectively. So this is important to say the least. It's critical that youths and anyone for that matter feel really comfortable enough to reveal certain information and be heard, essentially. India, that's so fascinating uh, about Ticket. What, what I think is so interesting here is that there are so many companies in, in healthcare technology today dealing with uh, big data and how we use big data. But as they say, uh, garbage in, garbage out. If you're not gathering the right data, then you can't help people the way that you want to. And so I just love how they're changing the way they ask questions in order to get better information from, from youth. And not just youth, like you said, this, is, this can apply to anybody, but you know how you ask the questions how you gather the data uh, can be as important as whether you're asking it, you know, how you pose the question to a young person can be the difference between getting the right information and the wrong information. Absolutely. And one thing that Dr. Whitehouse mentioned was that they are really able to tailor these assessments and these tools and the questions that they ask specifically to that individual. So it makes it even more personalized and and you're really able to collect true, accurate, personalized data from anyone. So it's it's very well thought out. So I had a very interesting uh, time learning about and, and, and listening to the story of Danny Hugh from SameView. And he offers a, another take on health innovation within the Children's Health Moonshot. So Danny Hugh is the CEO and founder of SameView, a startup out of Sydney, Australia, working to bring teamwork into disability care. Like many founders in health tech, Danny's mission stems from a very personal experience. He's the father of two children with disabilities, one who has a rare disease that requires the care of a large multidisciplinary care team. Between doctors and allied health professionals and school teachers and family and friends, he counts this care community at at least 40 people. The challenge he discovered is that in this large and expanding team, there's little or no communication. Here's Danny at a recent Health Transformers showcase explaining the problem. What you need to know is that those people don't talk to each other. And so the, the uh, stress and workload of co coordinating this team falls on us as parents. To address this gap, Danny was seeing in his own life, he founded SameView, an online care coordination platform that helps families like the Hughes unite caregivers in one place, bringing together care plans and conversations on a single platform. Families can uh, access SameView via any internet connected device there they can sign up share their story just once share what their goals are include every person from their team and what they get is a secure and private place 
for that team to communicate and collaborate. If you're a provider or a professional that has been invited into a families team, what you get is a really fast and effective way to get uh, updates about what is happening in that family's life in terms of at home, at school, and also with the other providers. This gives you the context you need to make decisions that are aligned with the rest of the team and importantly, aligned to the, the goals of the, and aspirations of the family. All of the events are linked back to the person's goals. And so we make it really easy for outcomes reporting um, as well. A couple of key elements stick out to me about this, India. The first is that Danny and his team have put the patient story at the center. The SameView platform gives parents a central place to not only share their journey, but to explain what their goals are, their actual personal goals, not the goals and accomplishments that the world or the school or society has put on them or their children. They're saying, this is what we're working towards as a family. That is so key when aligning care around an individual with special needs or with a chronic disease. What success means for you might not be the same as for those around you. Stating it clearly at the center of your care plan helps everyone get on the same page. The second piece that's key here is what he mentioned at the end, outcomes reporting. Without having clearly defined goals, it's hard to know if you're making progress. The same view platform puts the power in the family's hands to set goals, which then makes it easier for healthcare professionals and other care providers to measure progress towards those goals and report outcomes. This data is critical to knowing if a care plan is headed in the right direction or needs a bit of a tweak. It helps families make small but meaningful adjustments along the way. Currently, SameView is primarily working with about 2,000 families in Australia and New Zealand. But for Danny, the more exciting number has to do with engagement. What's important behind that number, though, is that that community of families and professionals are working together towards over 2,500 goals and what's even more important than that is that we can see within the same view system, there's about 62,000 instances of engagement with people sharing information, reading information, commenting on information. And that is important to me because it represents the, the emails, the phone calls, the in-person or in-clinic conversations that you would normally have to have had without the same view platform and also one-to-one -one as well outside of our platform. India, you can hear in Danny's voice the experience of a father handling dozens of emails and phone calls every day, day after day, trying to keep track of schedules and appointments and medications, let alone personal goals and aspirations. SameView is a direct-to-consumer business with an annual subscription plan that has worked very well in Australia and New Zealand because of the region's national disability insurance program, but they're also growing in their B2B business with relationships with disability support organizations. A couple of final thoughts here, India, just thinking through Danny's story. First, I can't emphasize enough how important it is at Startup Health to have health tech founders from around the globe, currently representing about 28 countries. While it makes it a bit tricky to get on group Zoom calls, I think Danny had to wake up in the middle of the night for this particular showcase. Uh, seeing how business models work under different market and regulatory conditions is an amazing opportunity to test hypotheses and leap forward in our thinking. For instance, Australia's disability insurance scheme might be different than what exists in Europe, the US or Latin America, but it's a window into what's possible and kind of a prompt to maybe think a bit differently about our challenges. Finally, 
Danny's story is a reminder of just how personal health innovation is, and by extension, why it's so powerful to invest in healthcare problem solvers. Danny isn't just solving a market challenge. He's trying to basically save the lives of his children and of his family by extension. What more powerful motivation could anyone have? And he's not an exception in health innovation. Everyone in this industry seems to have a story, a mother, a father, a sister, or brother who's hurt or struggling. I guess what I'm getting at is that investing in health entrepreneurs is a unique opportunity to invest in problem solvers who have a level of passion for change that you rarely find in other industries. At Startup Health, we believe that when you invest in these passionate entrepreneurs at scale, really anything is possible. There's just a power there that we're barely tapping into. That's the time we have for this week. India, thank you for your reporting on Ticket Health and their mental health work with youth. Absolutely. And, and thank you so much, Logan, for sharing Danny's story and the story behind Same View, which was nothing short of inspiring. I cannot wait to see the work that both of these amazing entrepreneurs do. Thank you, the listener, for joining us for this episode of Startup Health Now. We'll be back next week with more stories of healthcare's innovators and change makers. You can also learn more about how our family of founders are making moves on our YouTube channel and on Medium where we write about our latest investments and about market trends. Find it all on our media homepage, startup.health. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. Startup Health invests in health transformers from around the world who are committed to achieving audacious health moonshots. If you want to learn how you can join this community of entrepreneurs, or if you want to connect with one of our 350 companies, go to startuphealth.com. If you'd like to learn how you can invest in our Health Moonshot Rolling Fund in collaboration with AngelList, go to healthmoonshots.com. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. We'll be back next week.